0: It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean?
1: Here they come on third and five. Wilson,
0: boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in swallowed and sacked.
2: Guess who? You only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall,
0: looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen.
2: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it is time for part two of the weekend mailbag with our friend who hosts Blewett's Blitz over at jetsxfactor.com, Mr. Joe Blewett Yesterday in part one of the mailbag, we were talking about Makai Beckton. We were talking about Quan Alexander and the linebacker situation. That leads into our next question from Basti NYJ. He says, Do you think the Jets' coaching Staff is comfortable with the linebacker Unit or did they just miss the Opportunity to upgrade what I Believe is the weakest part of the roster This offseason because they had Other holes to fill also is Mekhi Becton's worst enemy himself So let's start with the first part Of your question as you said they Had other spots to upgrade they couldn't Do it all in one offseason they Sacrificed the linebacker spot And they're just hoping that one of Those guys can emerge and become a Decent player Quincy Williams flashed a little bit last year, but Joe, you and I have talked a lot about this. Fans seem to confuse making a lot of tackles and hitting hard for being a good linebacker because a lot of times his instincts were wrong. He would overpursue, so on and so forth. We don't know what the Jets are going to get from Hamza Dean or Jamie and Sherwood, both guys coming off injuries. Both guys struggled quite a bit when they did play last year. I just think what happened was they said, we can't get everything done this offseason. We're just going to hope for the best at linebacker because it's one of the least important positions when it comes to upgrading because they desperately needed to upgrade a corner. They desperately needed to upgrade an edge rusher. And so they did that first and foremost because those are two very important positions. As far as Makai Becton being his worst enemy, we're going to find out. If he comes into camp and he's in great shape and he's killing it, then it's not really a big deal. If he ends up putting on weight, getting hurt again, doing something self-destructive then that could be a different story. But right now, all people are leaning on is reporters picking on him for his weight and also the stuff that he said on social media. Ultimately, none of that really matters. All that matters is when he comes into camp, when he plays in the regular season games, what he does, the kind of shape he's in, and if he can stay healthy. Everything beyond that is white noise. So we'll find out the answer to that question sometime this season.
1: Yeah, uh, for for linebacker, I feel like just just based on feeling. Um, again, this is nothing. No, no, none of these opinions are substantiated, but I feel like the Jets might be a little bit more comfortable at linebacker that I'm that I'm at least comfortable with. So while I don't think they think it's a strength, I think they're again more comfortable by not signing a guy um, as of yet, and obviously they could be waiting. Okay, Quan, you know the the line in the sand is four million dollars, and he doesn't have a better offer than that, than that. Okay, wait for a camp injury. If there's not one, come back to us. If somebody tops to come back to us, maybe we can match or something like that. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, and again, I, I just in the draft, like going through rounds three, four, five. I was thinking they're going to grab one of the linebackers, so maybe just a slight bit more comfortable than I'm. Again, that I'm personally comfortable with, but I think they also um, acknowledge, or, or they 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 are knowledgeable to the fact that it is somewhat of a problem. But like you said, like. Which is again, you know, people said, Oh, corner doesn't matter in the system, which I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me why it doesn't matter in the system. So it's just I'm just shocked Scott to hear you say that corners matter, um, and they need to bring one in, because I was told all offseason didn't matter. But yeah, I rather address corner, I rather address safety, I rather address D tackle, I'd rather address D end than linebacker, and the Jets did a lot of that. So they're leaving one of the lesser important positions on the team. Um, kind of up for grabs, and it's gonna be a spot they, they may struggle at this year, probably will behind Mosley. Um, and they'll look to address it big time in, in next off season. Um, and then in terms of Beckton, yeah, like I'm, I think we have the same mindset. Like i am never, I'm never going to say I prefer and people like, people get offended by this because people get offended by everything. But like, I'm not ever going to say I prefer going on social media and quote, tweeting a guy with 300 followers and saying, you know, watch me work this year and, and wearing a shirt, you know, that says big bust and lazy and fat. Like to me, like a little childish, like just, you know, kind of like again, maybe being a little bit harsh, maybe just my line of work, like, kind of grow up and just like you know, let your your play do with the talking. But at the same point, if he's going to do that, if he's going to use it as motivation, he's going to dominate. That's what I want. Like, I want him to get dominant tackle. Now, what he, is he going to be my favorite player, but because of the way he handles stuff, maybe not. So I, I think you know, it depends on how how he internalizes that. Now. His worst enemy being himself, maybe not from a mindset, again a mindset standpoint, because everybody operates differently. They all have different fuel. There might be guys who are more quiet, like me. Well, not like me. I talk all the time, but like there's guys motivated by different things. If it works out, great. Um, but the only thing I can see being like back then being his his own problem is his is his weight, and it's not like he came out of Louisville with a bunch of injury problems, Scott. But like we did the review on him, and the thing about him is even without injury problems, you're expecting a guy that big. To at least at the minimum have a higher risk of injury um, because of all the pressure and stuff he's putting on, on his joints. Um, so his body might be his worst enemy in terms of the injuries he sustains. And again, that's a big gray area. And I'm sure you've discussed it a thousand ways and you've covered all, you know, every single different angle. Because if you don't, people will attack you on social media. <laughs> but like his his year one, he was banged up more than we liked him to be. Like he played he played in what, 12, 13 games? How many of those games did he come out? Year two was a freak injury, but year one, I'm was more i more concerned with the injuries from year one than I am year two. So how does he respond? Is he going to be healthy for 14, 15, 16 games? Because right now, if you told me, hey, Beckton's going to start and play in 12, 13 games, I probably signed the dotted line, which is not which is not great. Um, and again, last year was a freak injury. Year one was, was a little bit more nagged. Uh, there's a few nagging injuries and things like that that is slightly more concerning, but his own weight, and his own physicality might be his his biggest problem. So hopefully he, he can manage that um, and be the dominant tackle that we saw him be uh, in certain stretches in, in year one because that would solve a massive question on the Jets the Jets team. And if he is healthy, Scott, I think we're looking at an offensive line that could be or should be really like top ten if everybody he remains healthy and Beckton kind of continues the trend of, of year one and not year two and this past offseason, et cetera. We
0: took it all. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
2: Next question comes in from Prague Apostate. He says, where do you think the Jets defensive line ranks with the rest of the league? And about where would you rank them? This is a tough question because a lot of it depends on how these guys perform. Last year, John Franklin Myers, I thought, was playing out of position. He was playing more edge. I think he's better inside, which is where he's predominantly going to do his work this year. You assume that means that he'll be better there. Looking for Quinn Williams to really step up in year number four. He's been a good player, but not great. He hasn't been the type of player that Joe and I both thought he would be coming out of Alabama yet. Doesn't mean it can't happen this year But he's really got to step up If he steps up and if John Franklin Myers Reverts back to the way that he Played before he was used primarily At edge that jet Interior defensive line could be pretty good And then a lot of it comes down to Of course to what happens at edge How good is Jermaine Johnson as a rookie Can Carl Lawson stay healthy And then the rotation what happens with Sheldon Rankins what's the story With Jacob Martin what's going to happen With Solomon Thomas They have the potential to be an average to above average defensive line if everything goes right, but right now there are a lot of questions, so it's tough to really evaluate. This is a question that it would be easier for me to answer a couple of weeks into the season, but right now here's what I'll say. Best case scenario, they could be average to slightly above average. Worst case scenario, they could be probably like 25th.
1: Oh yeah, yeah I, I can tell you right now if they're if they're 25th with the capital they invested to the, to the defensive line, are going to be massive problems. You're talking about you know Q as a third round pick. You're talking about a first round pick in JJ. You're talking about plenty of free agents. You're talking um, about JFM who's getting what like 14 ish million dollars a year. If they're 25th, that is a massive problem because that's where most of their capital is is poured out to. Uh, I think I, I literally just did a stream on this uh, where Kyle and I ranked the defensive line. I think going into the year we had the Jets at 10. Um, but again, there's there's a there's a large kind of range of outcomes um, for the Jets defensive line because, like you said, in last year they experienced a lot more like towards the negative side than the positive outcomes we we, we hope to uh, to uh, to happen. Like Quentin Williams didn't didn't produce JFM, like you said, was you know he's he's a he's a good guy in the edge in terms of like run defense, you know, first and second down or at least okay there. But he's really going to make his money on on third down in the interior, and he wasn't able to do that that last year, so. Does Q step up? Does JFM step up? How does JJ do in his first year? Uh, does you know? Does Jacob Martin and Vinnie Curry uh, produce like I expect them to as as primary pass rushers or, or kind of specialty pass rushers? Like, there's a large range of outcomes. And on top of that, like we're talking about the pass rush, which I expect to be the the good part of this defensive line. But you also have to consider the run defense with this defensive line, and they don't necessarily have um, the horses on the interior uh for that so you know they might be okay you know, at the end of the day with jf like if they're lining up with q jfm uh jacob martin and and lawson who's another question obviously um they could be a very good run or, or uh, a pass, pass uh rush defensive line but at the same time okay now it's third and one and the team's running 22 and you're trotting out you know i, I don't even know who the second D tackle would be in terms of run defense uh they could be much lower than that. You know, the 20th best, 25th best, the, the 26th best defensive line in terms of stuff in the run. So how much value in your rankings do you pour into um, the pass rush versus the uh, the run defense? Hard to answer, but I had them, I believe, at, at 10th. And again, with the capital they're investing, if they are 25th, uh, we have to have a serious conversation next offseason about our roster Management and getting rid of one of these guys Because if that's where they're producing Then one of JFM or Q or one of these guys Is going to be gone Uh, Maybe lost
2: Next question comes in from Michael Christopher He says Did you see Bill Barnwell's rankings on playmakers Of running backs and wide receivers on teams He has the Jets 24th behind the Lions Washington, the Colts and the Titans Why is everyone so high on the Lions? I don't get it They've got a bad quarterback who can't carry a team what blue chip players do they have at the skill positions as compared to the jets and i pulled up the lions skill position players dj shark is okay josh reynolds is okay Mm -hmm. amaran saint brown is pretty good so that's certainly a player that you should keep your eye on in 2022 TJ Hawkinson has some upside Looks like he could be pretty good But nobody here really stands out as elite And then as you pointed out, Michael Jared Goff isn't any good I could see why they might be ranked ahead of the Jets, just because the Jets playmakers have a lot of question marks. Corey Davis comes back from an injury, he dropped a lot of passes last year. Garrett Wilson is a rookie. They did bring in the two tight ends. They're both okay. Are they better than Hawkinson? I don't know. And then you take a look at running back, and you've got Brees Hall, who I really like, but he's a rookie. Michael Mm -hmm. Carter's solid, but he's not anything amazing. And the only one here that you would look at and say has star potential that he's proven to some extent is Elijah Moore, but Elijah Moore had injuries last year. So I could see why the Jets wouldn't be ranked that high because there's questions, but I do agree with you. I look at the Lions and I don't know why people are super high on the playmakers. Now, as far as the Lions roster as a whole, I definitely think it's much improved. I like their coaches and I think that the Lions should be a better team this year They are a team that if I were to bet on to win X amount more games than last year as far as improvement, they'd be right at the top of the list. And I think Dan Campbell is a guy that could really benefit from that in terms of coach of the year votes because typically coaches get those votes based on where their team was last year versus where the team is this year. Look at Zach Taylor. The Bengals were terrible two years ago. Then they went to the Super Bowl last year. So he was an easy choice for coach of the year. So if the Lions go from being the second worst team in the league last year to winning seven or eight games this year, then Dan Campbell might be in line for some coach of the year votes. And I think that there are players on this team to look at the offensive line, Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, both very good players, Taylor Decker, and the defense certainly seems to be improved. They just added Aiden Hutchinson. So I think that the Lions overall have a chance to be better, but I agree with you as far as their skill position players. I really don't get what the big deal is.
1: Now, I'm not sure if the like offensive, like air quotes, offensive playmakers uh, includes offensive line, which I don't, I don't think it does to be completely honest. But if you look at the Lions, their offensive line is, it's actually pretty good. I mean, you're looking at Taylor, uh, Taylor Decker, the Decker on that team. You're looking at Ragno. I know they have Vitae and they have uh, Penny Sewell. So they actually have some talent there. Um, and the, 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 the skill players, like that ranking might not include quarterbacks. That might be a minus quarterbacks. If it includes quarterbacks, obviously J- Jared Goff is a massive negative to, to, you know, um, any team, really, to be completely honest. But you look at some of the talent they have with Swift and Brown and Shark and T.J. Hawkinson. I think it's a it's a good collective group. Um, but could you argue the Jets could be higher? Sure. But I think the the Lions might have uh, a little bit more proven talent with with Swift and and with uh, T.J. Hawkinson. But at the same time, like if you're going to tell me, hey, you know, Swift and Jamal Williams versus Brees Hall and Carter, at the end of the day, at the end of this season, I think it's probably going to be the Jets group that wins that out. But uh, that's a pretty close battle because I think Scripps is a pretty good player. Uh, You're talking about tight end. Listen, would I I probably take Conklin and Uzama over uh, Hawkinson and their their backup is listed as Brock Wright Uh, collectively? Yes, but at the same time, TJ Hawkinson, you know, I, I think there's a lack of really true star talent at tight end in the league right now. But Hawkinson's a top 10 tight end which I think is more than you could say for one or either one of Yuzama uh, or Conklin individually. So I could see the argument for that group over the Jets. You know, I'll probably take the Jets and then the receiver group is, I, I would definitely take the Jets. I'll, I'll be completely frank. Like I love what Brown did last year, um, but Brown versus Moore going into year two, I'm thinking more. I have a lot of faith in him and then past that, you know, DJ shark and Jameson Williams to completely improving. Um, you know, Weighing that versus Corey Davis, who's somewhat proven. I I think he's definitely a better player than Shark. But then you have Jameson Williams versus Garrett Wilson, that kind of, you know, I don't know what people's opinions are uh, post draft between those two guys, but they're relatively close. So um, I think they're similar in in talent, but I might give the slight nod to the Jets. So if the Jets are ranked, whatever, whatever the pressure was, 24th, and the Lions are ranked so high, then I don't see that being uh, reasonable, considering they're they're relatively similar, ca- similarly talented. Um, so I, I don't know where the I don't know if he listed where the Lions were in that question, uh, um, Scott. But if he did, it they're much higher. than I, I could see him having an issue with that.
2: Next question comes in from our friend Jets Joe seventy three. He says I keep seeing people say if the Jets only win five games but Zach Wilson plays well, it was a good season. But I don't think it's possible for Zach Wilson to play well and only win five games. Only time I can think of that happening was Watson with the Texans. What are your thoughts? It could definitely happen. If you have a bad roster and a quarterback plays well, you could lose games. Because, listen, think about it logically. The Jets are going to play some really tough teams. We know that especially the early part of that schedule is rough. So if Wilson plays well and the Jets are competitive but they're just not good enough to win those games... You could certainly see them losing a bunch of those and then they end up winning five or six. It could happen, no question about it. I do think that if Zach Wilson plays really well, Jets fans will be forgiving about the win-loss record in a way that they wouldn't be otherwise. If Zach Wilson plays really well, it's obviously more likely that they win closer to seven or eight. But that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they can't still win five or six even if Wilson plays really well. So... I would say that the people that keep talking about how Zach Wilson playing well is more important than the record are correct. And I would also say that it is definitely a possibility that he could do that and the Jets could still have a worse record than some people are expecting. It's not out of the realm of possibility. You listed Deshaun Watson as one example. I'm sure if I took the time to dig in, I could find a bunch of other examples. It happens, especially in the AFC, which is a tough conference, and the AFC East, which is a tough division.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, like Darnold is, is year one. Like, listen, we don't give the guy a lot of credit. He doesn't deserve a lot of credit, but he deserves credit from those Texans and the Packers game. Like, is it a situation where the, the team is just better. But, you know, am like, I going to get my pains in a bunch, like, like, over one game? Like, to, to me, Scott, like, okay, if he plays well, um, but the team isn't playing well. I see it more like six, six or seven wins than five or six, but again, it's, it's, it's one game. The only way I could see five and Wilson playing well is if they are, if they have catastrophic injuries again, which at a certain point it has to round out. Like, and I think a lot of fan bases at the end of the day are like, oh, we were so injured because they lost one middle-tier linebacker, but the Jets have legitimate gripes. We're like, I do that top 25 list every year. Uh, as you know, you've been on it once or twice. Um, not you as a player, but <laughs> you, you as a guest host um and last year i had beckton and and lost it in my top three and we lost both of them so like if there's devastating injuries okay i could see five just because of how hard the schedule is at first um but if wilson does play well which to me is like an average level this year i, I think him taking that step up to however you quantify average is is a large enough leap for me to feel comfortable with him going into year three um i see more six seven wins because this team has plenty of talent both on defense but even more so on offense which we can go through the offense and we can nitpick some of the things we, what we'd rather done differently but if you look at the starters and even the depth to most of those starters um they have legitimate talent um and you know we can gripe again, again about a thing or two but the only thing on offense right now we're not very comfortable with is backup offensive tackle which i think we both expect by the end of camp and preseason starting we expect the jets to have that backup tackle um, where I'm, I'm going. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Scott, but I'm assuming you're not comfortable with a, a doker, Max Mitchell <laughs> uh, playing a significant amount of reps. If, if, uh, if I goes down. So yeah, I, I, th- I think Zach good team bad more six seven wins than five six but again it's it's a game it's a game difference
2: that's gonna wrap up part two of the mailbag visit playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel to check out everything we're doing over there the thunder from down under luke grant has got some great all 22 breakdowns of all the jets draft picks visit our store tpublic.com that's t-e-e-public.com we've got the john franklin myers quinn and williams bless you thank you shirt the zach says go long shirt the zach the ripper shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there teepubliccom that's t-e-e-public.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a Jet digital and play like a